0: Yo, I swallowed my heart. <laughs> so loud. I think I should cut that part out. What? You
1: choking or. I don't know. Did you choke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like that.
0: <laughs> I tried to like short the whole uh, buckwheat tea. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Low High Trips. And today, uh, we have the recurring part-time slash casual volunteer position co-host, Casey. Uh, Right before we dive straight into Low High Trips annual review number two, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Still can't believe I've done this for two years now uh, on the way. Um, quick shout out to On and Gain um, on their engagement. Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations! No,
1: Congratulations! Really. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah! <laughs> so, On is one of the realest person that I've got the opportunity and the privilege to know. And we knew one another through uh, our postgraduate in counseling/slash psychotherapy. And uh, speaking of which as well, uh, On did establish a center for psychology, counseling, and psychotherapy, where they do provide online counseling, psychotherapy, and mental fitness courses. I believe they do have a free mental mental fitness course as well, uh, link down in the description if you're interested to, you know, suss it out. Um, just to highlight that uh, I found on the website, uh, what do they offer? So, To facilitate positive changes and empower clients who seek support is the essence of what they do, Um, you will receive a customized treatment and guidance based on your circumstances, values, and objectives. You may wish to address any topic, broad or focused, whether it is an issue that needs to be dealt with, a goal you are working towards, or you just need someone by your side. At Mission On, they put their clients first. And only use psychological interventions that are empirically supported and evidence based. Just to uh, provide a disclaimer, this is one hundred percent not supported. Um, but hey, it's (laughs) supported. This is one hundred percent not sponsored. (laughs) uh, But I just wanted to take this opportunity to, you know, express how proud I am uh, of you on um for fulfilling your dreams or working towards it. And um, I genuinely wish you and gain a lifetime of happiness, health, wealth. And, you know, positive vibes and good vibes only. So, uh, speaking of engagement as well, a quick shout out to Kevin and Patricia on their engagement. To which Kevin actually, FYI, uh, Kevin is the person that uh, broke my nose and somewhat like <laughs> uh, repositioned my nose. Well, like what? 45 free degrees? plastic surgery. Yeah, free plastic surgery, 45 degrees to the left. Uh, unfortunately, I have to deal with that insecurity for the rest of my life. Shout out to Kokiong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kok Ke-yong, aka Kevin, uh, provided a question for this episode. So thank you for that. And that question is Okay, I'm going to read it out.
1: Do you expect your life to be like this at the age of 30?
0: So we're just going to go around and disclose my age here.
1: Existential crisis. What's the question again? Sorry. <laughs> I just said it like one <laughs> second ago. Memory loss at the age of thirty. Yeah. Do you expect your life to be like this at the age
0: of thirty? At thirty. Okay. Um, I would say one hundred percent not. Um, when I was picturing and visualing my life at thirty, throughout my entire teenage years, as well as adolescence and young adulthood, like when I was in my twenties, specifically twenty to twenty-five. I have a lot of checklists that I would like to check at the age of 30. For example, I like to earn, you know, an annual income of this specific number. I like to at least, you know, have like a property um, at that stage of life, this and that. So what it means is that I always imagine the age 30 with like substantial things or things that I can like see feel touch and measurable, I mean. yeah, measurable. Yeah. yeah 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 things i mean not measurable yeah yeah measurable is one of it but more so items mm-hmm. more so like products mm-hmm. you know or like things that can be purchased mm-hmm. there are always things that can be purchased and they're 100% financially driven mm. or oriented where it's all about oh annual income of this should be able to have a property should be able to have this. I mean, I, I didn't really give a shit about car. For me, like, car is mm-hmm. always just, like, a transport that gets you from A to B. So mm-hmm. I never understood people who splurge a lot of cars. But, you know, if that's your thing, fair enough. I do understand. Yeah, but... Speaking of all of that, I... feel like my priorities and values evolved over time. Where... Right now, you know, I, I don't know how to put it, but I did not expect myself to be in this state of self-acceptance at the age mm. of 30. I think growing up, I had a lot of insecurities. I had a lot of things that I was just trying to mask or trying to like compensate um, by doing other things. Um, I'm not sure if I'm speaking too broadly at the moment, but... Long story short, I did not expect myself to be this content with my life Mm. at the age of 30, which is really weird. Because I do believe that I am a person who is slash was extremely driven, ambitious. It's just that I don't go around, you know, like, oh, man, hustle culture, hashtag, you know, all that shit. But I don't know. Right now, I do feel like my priorities have changed. I no longer have the undying... Drive or ambition to reach that goal at the expense of everything. Don't get me wrong; I do have goals that I would like to check off, but the timing of when I reach those goals are gradually being shifted because I have other things to juggle around. Mm. I think back then I was very narrow-minded. Mm. Um, my vision was very narrow, very one-dimensional, very like short-sighted in a way. Mm where I did not consider my mental health into it.
1: <laughs> what what <laughs> changed? Were there any triggers? What happened that, you know, you came to this realization that it sounds like you're becoming a bit more flexible?
0: I think I reflected a little bit more, especially I reflected upon the life of my parents. And I feel like the checklist that I used to have was things that probably... I wouldn't say my parents imposed onto me, but it was something that I was influenced to believe. Mm. It was something... It was all that I knew. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, when I was young, all I knew was like, I could either choose to be like an engineer, can be a doctor or lawyer. You know, very typical Asian parenting Mm. or options that you have but as I left home at the age of 18 until now which is more than a decade insane to think about really I realized that I am my own person Mm. and those goals are not things that are important to me like
1: my work for them but not you
0: yeah and you have to know that those are the goals that Definitely, they did not impose onto me. Mm. And they themselves acknowledge as well that we are from very different generations. They mentioned, like, you know, back then, they could easily, you know, purchase a house. I wouldn't say easy, right? I'll take that back <laughs> at the expense of my dad's physical health. So, I don't think that's but easy. But it was it's possible major...
1: back then compared to yeah
0: the not market
1: gonna... these days.
0: Yeah. Not gonna lie, right now, it's still possible. Of course, you know, I'm speaking from a very privileged position, mm-hmm. I think. Um, have to acknowledge that, um, with a full time paying job and everything else, uh, it's possible. It's just not easy mm. uh, or as straightforward. You know, with the whole inflation, housing crisis, rental crisis, and all that. So, this really made me think. Um, the goals that I had back then were things that I learned from my dad unconsciously. Mm-mm. Like my dad is just the one of the most hardworking people that I know. Yeah. But here's the thing, I do not agree with his approach. Mm. I think his approach was perfect for his era. For his era, hard work gives you a lot of payoff. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's the most loyal man to his company. Um, just for a quick context as well for everyone, like, he, he's a one company man. He graduated high school, he worked for the same company until today. Mm. But he's the, you know, generic story of, uh, started from the bottom, now he's there. Mm. So, all through hard work because I don't think he's that smart of a man. I think his work ethic <laughs> is there, but he's not the smartest of all. Mm. But, yeah, our goals are very different. Um, And full credits to my dad to provide me with the privilege of not having financial driven goals at 30. Mm-hmm. I think closer I am to 30 The more I appreciate my time, the more I realize how time is fleeting, how life is really short. Mm. And by reaching those goals at the expense of everything else, relationship, family, friends, and basically myself, Mm. I don't think it's worth it. Um, I tried. Um, There was a period of time where I was working six days a week every Saturday and I massively burned myself out to the point where I did not have the will to live. I was just like, man, life sucks. Mm. There's no point of life. Like I was happy with the money that I was earning on the weekend, but at the expense of everything else. Mm. And I think we reflected a bit as well, right? Like what's the purpose of money in the end of the day, the, the purpose of money, the purpose of all these goals is just so that I can do the things that I want whenever I want. Mm. Essentially freedom. Yeah. And I feel like I am learning to strike a balance between, you know, working towards the goals that I have versus my quality of life at the moment. And I don't think I'm at that stage where I want to sacrifice the quality of my life. Mm-mm. And that's something that I try to learn from my dad because... I feel like he... You know, like I say, massive respect to him. He sacrificed his personal life, physical health, and mental health to support our family. To be able to, you know, sponsor me my third theory education. Which is absolutely mental. Like, what a man. Um, It's funny how I used to despise him. But, you know, from... A person who had no childhood because he had to sell tofu with his mom in the morning market while his younger siblings were just like chilling and playing Mm. at home. Yeah, I don't think he has any... He basically lost all personal identity for his family. One that he was born in and one that he created. Hmm. And I don't think it would be wise for me to follow the pathway of my dad to, you know, continue on that grind set, hustle, or working as fast as I can to retirement slash semi-retirement um because I feel like I'm in a different position to him mm. right now. Yeah.
1: I mean, it sounds like now you have other priorities. I bet then work was your main priority. I think it was a bit different. Like that sounds so sad, but maybe it was the main thing you would look forward to. But now it's like your lifestyle is a bit different. Like you you have different things like hobbies and um maybe food you want to eat, and suddenly work is not the only thing in your life. So it's it's probably a healthy change in a way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the change is one that is very welcome with open arms. One that I did not think that I need and want, actually. Mm. Um, like I mentioned, you know, at one point I was working like six days a week. Uh, was I happy with my, you know, the the speed of like how much I was, I think my, my jaw just popped, but anyway, <laughs> how much I was like, Gaining as much as I could, as a fresh graduate at that point.
1: I think it was around COVID as well, so it's kind of yes. like you had no choice. There's no I know I nothing to like look for. You forward can't
0: to. go out. Oh, yeah,
1: everyone just work work work, and exactly. there people getting fired every day. So the yeah. anxiety was there.
0: It was bad. Um, that was easily one of the worst periods of my life, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the worst. Um, I think I ticked all the DSM. Symptoms of depression Mm. and potentially anxiety, Mm. but when you're going through it, you don't take a step back to like view yourself from a third person point of view. Mm -mm. Especially when you know I was in lockdown and I wasn't really socializing or communicating with people. Mm. I was very isolated, and I welcomed the isolation. You know, where I thought, oh, you know, lone wolf and all that shit. You know (laughs) what I mean? you want to go far, you go alone. I, is it how it goes? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, actually, really? no, no. no, no, no,
1: no. I think that's the only one. Yeah, I
0: think it's, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go not alone. Not <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like one thing that I really appreciate is my obsession with self-reflection.
1: No. <laughs> so what? The other, the, the one we saw the other day, like, When it comes to self-reflection, like, you're not a project. You do have to take breaks here and there as well. Like, sometimes, like, being too obsessed with with the idea of self-reflection, self-growth, like, somehow becomes the barrier, like, the obstacle for you to actually grow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think with constant self-reflection and, like, constant need for self-growth can be, I wouldn't use the word toxic. You know, I don't think it's a toxic behaviour or, or toxic mindset, but more so it it sometimes it, you you lose your path Mm-mm. in the in the process of like the ultimate self growth.
1: Yeah. You forgot your intention and your purpose. Yeah. From the get go. So you're just like so stuck in the process, the the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. bit, like the medium. Correct,
0: yeah. I get tool. stuck in the process, exactly than to quote Gucci Mane, you get lost in the sauce, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have, I have oh, what stopped. it means. I have no idea what it means, but I just love that quote. You get lost in the sauce. Is it, is, it hard, is it hard to be fresh if you don't have money or can you still pull it off? See, when I had no money, I still had sauce. Mm-hmm. See, so if you don't got no sauce, then you're lost. hmm
1: But you can also get lost in the sauce. You can get lost? How you get lost in the sauce? Man, a bitch, man, a bitch
0: gonna get lost in the sauce, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I know what you're saying, man. I'm not man. I'm sprinkling the salt drop sauce, dropping yeah. sauce, every we
1: street, man. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I,
0: I dig it. Overdose man. of sauce. <laughs> That's what it no, is. No, no, no meat, just sauce. Are, are, when you're born, can you be born with sauce, or do you, or do you acquire no, sauce? No, you can't born with. You, sauce. you get, you get sauce, you get sauce, from How you gonna be born with seasoning? Mm-hmm. You
1: gotta get seasoning. I wasn't born without
0: the sauce. Hell
1: yeah. I know. Acquired sauce.
0: But. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm happy. I mm. think that's a very important thing. Um, this year hasn't been easy at all. I think this year has been, I think I always say that, oh, this is one of the most difficult periods of my life. This is one of the most difficult years. Bro, this is like every year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my but, life in general.
0: <laughs> one of the most difficult existence in the world. <laughs> How hard. But, Nah, I do think like this year has a lot of um hiccups and mm-hmm. like speed roads, mm. speed bumps, I mean speed roads, bro. <laughs> um speed bumps and you know I, I guess without diving too deep into personal stuff, um I think I received the news of six mm. passings um in a span of half a year. Or slightly more than half a year, I'm not too sure. But I think we did the maths um or math. Uh, not crystal math. But um this yeah. I think I received the news of like a passing directly related to me. Um on average one
1: one and a half months. Yeah, yeah.
0: One every one month or one and a half months yeah. in between that. Which I think is absolutely yeah. I I'm actually speechless. Um I can't say that I'm numb, but I I don't even know what to feel. Mm. It got to the point I'm just like, oh, like how am I supposed to feel about this? Like
1: Did you expect yourself to experience this kind of like situations at the age of thirty? Is this something you thought before like oh when I'm hit hit like let's say this age, this is what likely I'll be, you know, encountering some people, deaths, passing away.
0: Absolutely not. Um, although I was somewhat mentally preparing for it. And when I mentioned that, it's because um I don't know, I was just like self-reflecting a lot and I was just thinking, wow, you know, I was I'm I'm like in my 20s and I haven't received a major passing of a loved one. And I always used to, I wouldn't use the word fantasize, but project a whole scenario, mm. include like a long-term scenario. Not just like, oh, what would happen if person A passes away? Mm. But I would imagine how person A passes away and I'll project how my life would be after the passing for one year. Mm. And I'll go to person B, person C, person D, just to like somewhat f- fantasize how Worst I Worst case scenario. Yeah. And... When it really did happen, it happened back to back, to back, to back, to back, to back. Um, yeah, it's um it's pretty heavy, and it doesn't help as well that I'm, you know gotten on a few nightmares here and there. I would uh, say a few <laughs> quite a lot, yeah, yeah, of nightmares um of people that are still alive mm. that are absolutely treasure and love. Uh, passing away mm. and yeah I'm, I think grieving is a very personal process mm. and everyone processes it differently at their own pace so yeah we'll see um, we'll see where we're gonna go from here mm. I think it's something I'm still wrapping my head around
1: I feel like this episode is so low energy.
0: I don't think "uh" low energy is the right term for it. I just feel like it's a bit more personal. Mm. And obviously speaking, if I'm talking about something personal and something quite heavy, uh, I don't think it's appropriate. Yo, I had back-to-back-to-back <laughs> to back to back deaths, man. I'm processing my grief. <laughs> <bing>, <laughs> and I think... um. That is a very good segue, actually, because um I was just thinking about what kind of like podcast episodes that I like to do, and you know we spoke about goals and how my mm. life would look like at thirty. I generally thought that with podcasts, I the only goal I had was one episode every fortnight. Mm. I I could not care what episode it was, and I don't think that was that is a goal that uh, resonates with me anymore. Mm. It no longer means a lot to me and i think that's fair uh back then i used to have a lot of like self uh criticism i'm just like how dare you change your goal you absolute wanker like you know you just change you think what how can you like sway all the time you know how can you not commit to the goal
1: i think it's your commitment issues like the moment you commit to something i think it's not just the time frame you force yourself to maintain exactly the same yeah like it's like if if i'm gonna do this thing i have to do it like the exact same way for the next three years yeah yeah
0: but um i think that has changed 100 percent. and moving forward you know i don't know what the podcast will look like but long story short i just want to do things that I like
1: wow, personal growth. Wow, <laughs> from you, your so, live, love love, like minimal live, love love. <laughs>
0: yeah, virtual live, love love. But um, as you know, I, I created and started this project just because I wanted to be more comfortable in my own voice. Mm. Absolutely hate the sound of my voice, but right now I think yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you know, not hate, just dislike. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, um becoming much more comfortable with speaking and to I don't know, just um say things and know that those things could potentially change in the future because Yeah. That's part of growth, right?
1: Do you think you achieved what you wanted to? As in like the purpose or the intention when you first um came up with this podcast, like where you are right now after two years?
0: Um I would say it's a process instead of like a goal because me being comfortable in my own voice and me being like comfortable, Uh, I wouldn't use the word public speaking because this is technically not public, but more so like uh putting my voice out there, which is something I'm very concerned about, something I'm very, I wouldn't use the word insecure, but more like I'm very anxious about putting my opinion out there. You know, mm-hmm. back then, I'm not too sure. I think it could potentially be self-esteem issues. Growing up, where my parents, uh, specifically my mom, used to like question a lot of my decisions. Mm. Um, of course, back then I had a lot of questionable decisions, which is fair. <laughs> I was a growing boy, you know, going through puberty. But right now I feel like I'm a bit more, uh, I'm growing to be more confident in my decisions, which are always backed with justifications. Sometimes too much. Yeah, sometimes too much. <laughs> no matter how much I mental parkour around my decisions. Uh, but yes, I think it's a process and I don't think it's something that I can achieve. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. like how do I measure that? Mm-hmm. But as funny as that sounds, I think in the end, day, there's just like a feeling, you know? It's <laughs> like I feel more confident now. So I think in a measurement type of way, yes. It's definitely helping me reach my goals um, up to the point where I actually emceed Esther's wedding mm. in front of like 100 plus people. I'm not too sure. Really?
1: I think oh so, my God. yeah.
0: I don't know. I, the whole night I was just, I was just blacking out. <laughs> not from alcohol, but just like. Anxiety. <laughs> ish, ish. When I first stood up uh, on stage, you know, I was definitely like, oh my God, like. There's a lot of people, but I think the moment I started talking Mm. into the mic, like the first two words or the first sentence, and I just got into the groove. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on autopilot. We can't think. (laughs) We're just going to do. It's just like right now when I'm doing the podcast episode, I do appreciate it. And I think it really helps me break away from thinking about the past and future, because I do realize that I always live in the past or future where I'm always like either worrying about the past, you know, Mm. worrying about the future or pondering upon the past and, like, you know, coming out with, like, situations on how I could have handled it better. Mm-mm. Right? But whenever I'm doing podcasts, I feel like I'm just passing and at times I don't even really know what I say. Actually, no. That is a lie. I need to take responsibility. I know he, what I'm saying.
1: He just wrote, like, a mini agenda, like, notes on um his WhatsApp. So, yes, nah. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's the BTS. Uh, sort of like a semi-structured. <laughs> just, just to have, like, would know where we're going because if not we can easily sit here for like two hours yeah but yeah i'm, I'm very happy with uh, where this podcast is going i think it's becoming more what i want to do Um, in the past two years things were very experimental you know i've had like a million series Uh, that's no longer going to be the case Uh, from now onwards i'm just going to be inviting people that i am curious about their thoughts and obviously speaking Casey's going to make uh, odd appearances here and there Um, and yeah it's going to be talking about anything and everything that I'm interested in or that I could potentially not be interested in, but I'm curious about. So we'll see how we go. Um, Yeah, no goal, no direction. Just freestyle and inshallah.
1: <laughs> you plan
0: to not plan. Yeah, I, I plan to not have a plan. Yes. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just feeling very zen, obviously right now um i think the low energy is good sometimes it reminds me that i don't always have to be like aesthetic oh my god is that even the right word like to be hype about something sometimes it's okay to i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> actually my brain is scrambled
1: <laughs> are you still kevin there
0: i think sugar really rush. Sugar oh, sugar rush. Rush. Yeah, from right?
1: what oh shit yeah yeah
0: the slices yeah
1: Fair, fair. I'm
0: actually so, yeah. Really? Yeah, my brain is a bit... I feel very uh, distracted by everything. I can hear the raindrops behind. Dripping, dropping on the floor. You're very sensitive,
1: your body. I think so. To like, stimulant.
0: Yeah. You did a sensory profile on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was about high registration.
1: Nah. I think it's sensitivity and um, sensory avoiding, but it will really depends on each um sensory processing. As so you can be sensory seeking in this one, uh, let's say hearing, and you can be sensory avoiding in let's say visual. So I actually don't remember; It was a yeah. while ago. Come but- on, man! <laughs> <laughs> it was a proper assessment, so yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, um, I guess with that, uh think this is a good time to wrap it up uh but just right before i do um just want to say you know really appreciate everyone that has been following me on this journey um (laughs) all two of you (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i do feel like it's um i always appreciate all feedback um and yeah i've been getting a lot of feedback uh, about the episode that i did with my mom and thank you for that i am genuinely looking forward to be recording more episodes with my mom when I have the opportunity to um, stay tuned for, you know, new guests or comeback of guests. <laughs> and yeah, I'm genuinely glad I'm at that point where I feel like I can just record something. Mm. And back then I used to feel very insecure if I were to say something which are not factually correct. For example, I'm like, you remember I said the whole Andrew Garfield thing. Oh, he's like 1.73. Oh my God, he's not. He's 1.74. How could I lie, Aaron? How could you be wrong? How are you allowed to be wrong? And I feel like, yeah, right now, for example, like me just passing. Like, what are you getting from this? I don't know. But, you know, I feel like (laughs) I'm comfortable doing it and
1: like you allow yourself to be wrong sometimes which is okay yeah.
0: and allow myself to say things yeah. that does might not have content yeah or say things that i might not have already processed and i think that was that is something that i'm always very concerned about mm. so sometimes you know whenever someone asks me about something i will give them my opinion of it But I always, like, give a disclaimer. Mm. Oh, but, you know, I haven't really think about it. I haven't really, like, sat down and, like, think about it. But I think, like, isn't that the whole point of, like, a podcast? Yeah. If someone wants to listen something completely sought out, then go for a lecture, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Go for a course. Yeah.
1: And I feel it's kind of like you create this podcast is totally obviously start for yourself not for the audience like it sounds weird in a way but um I think you got distracted for a bit like like it's supposed to be a tool to help you to grow and but you somehow become like what the audience wants to listen to oh this is probably not something I want to do but I'm gonna produce like at least one episode weekly even though I can't think of topic I just like squeeze it like doesn't matter the quality might not be the best but the quantity is there so you kind of just like back to that pattern is like not saying people placing but you, you very like Am I wrong? Is this not the right way? Like, do people like it? But I think now you kind of... The self-acceptance is there. So you yeah. just do things that you want to do. Yeah. And it's like you own it again. Like, it's your tool. The podcast is yours.
0: Yeah. In conclusion, my podcast is my therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: Solo therapy. Yeah. I'm just like... Ish.
0: Ish. Yeah. I mean, technically, I'm speaking with therapists right now, so
1: i mean oh that's
0: weird but yeah 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 (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um yeah just right before i wrap it up um just want to say that this uh podcast episode is a tribute to my late grandmother cecilia i genuinely hope that you did not regret any decisions that you've made in your life and even if you did I do hope that you've accepted the decisions that you've made and I pray that your soul rests in eternal peace and love. You are one of the most... Actually, no, scrap that. You are the most selfless, kind and lovable human being that I've had the privilege to know. Um, thank you for everything that you've done for your family and thank you for being my grandmother and hopefully one day we'll meet again and take good care of yourself and I'll do the same and um, yeah, with that I'd just like to remind everyone to celebrate life and to appreciate all the connections that you have around you, and to appreciate yourself too. Once again, thank you for listening. Um, This is Aaron and Casey. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.